Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Babies in Common show. By now, you probably know that I'm Jeanette, although my and- voice is a little different right now. <laughs> That's a sexy voice. <laughs> talking for three hours. So. <laughs> I don't have quite the same voice, but I'm still the same old Melissa. So welcome, listeners. Yes, you are. All right. So today we are talking about grandparenting, totally different subject than we've ever had before, which I love. Um, and we are today with Dee Moore of morethangrand.com. If you're listening and not a grandparent, yes, this show is still for you. Don't go anywhere. And you'll gain some good insights into what grandparents are going through and ideas you can share with them. But it's also helpful for grandparents. So we do hope that you'll share it with all the grandparents in your life, even if they're not related to you or your children. Um, So yeah. Yes, please don't go anywhere because a lot of people don't even really think about the dynamic that's going to change between themselves and their parents when they themselves become parents. A funny story I tell in class, um, it's kind of like that moment of when you're like, wait, I'm the parent here. I was filling out the paperwork at my first child's first pediatric appointment after we got out of the hospital. And it's asking me for the maternal grandmother's health history, paternal, you know, Grandmother's son. And I started writing down my grandparents' information. And I realized, no, they mean my parents. My parents are the grandparents. I'm the mom. I like it, it was so it was just such a surreal situation. I will never forget. It was eight years ago. Yeah. So, you know, I as many of you know, I love um talking, you know, about grandparents and 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 including them and family and and talking to grandparents about what life was like when they were raising kids. And believe it or not, our most popular Babies in Common show episode yet is the one where we interviewed my grandmother, my meme, about her birth. So see episode 45 if you haven't caught it. It's a great episode. Um, So I'm excited to have you here today, Dee, to talk about that very important transition, not only for the parent to grandparent, but also for the kid to parent. So I'm really looking forward to the insights you have. But my first question for you is very important. And it is what is your grandparent name? Because that Mm -hmm. that's a big deal. So that is a big deal. And that was (laughs) such a really hard thing for me. Um, Dee is actually a nickname. Didi is what my grandkids called me, call me. Oh, very nice. And it is what, what I struggled and struggled. And I had chosen a grandparent and I had decided I was going to be called Gran, like Neville Longbottom's <laughs> amazing grandmother. And then when people said it, I'm like, that is not me. That's just not me. So I reverted back to Didi, which is what all the little children in my family have always called me, younger siblings, nephews and nieces. And that's just, that's just the name small children should call me. So, well, I love it because it, like you said, it's so you. And yeah. even if you pick a name, the kids can change it. Absolutely. Too. So, Absolutely. my mother wanted to be, my mom's name is Anne Marie, and she wanted to be Granny Annie, which actually made me cringe. I didn't want her to be a <laughs> granny. It just sounded too old. My mom's a really young grandmother. So, um, but my oldest couldn't say Gur. So, he just called her Nanny Annie. And so now she's just nanny, Um, which is funny because when we're at like, well, pre-pandemic, the library and stuff, my kids would be like, we have to show this to nanny. And I was like, we don't actually have a nanny. (laughs) 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 You know, but it's, it just fits her now. It totally fits her. It's nanny and papa. So um, very awesome. Excellent. I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks. It's great to be here. Thank you guys for inviting me to talk about this. 
Uh, and I know you even have a blog post about that one topic. <laughs> I do. I have a whole blog post on grandmother names. So, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right. So, Dee, can you introduce yourself and your relatively new company, More Than Grand, and how your transition from parent to grandparent went? Your background, what you, what inspired you to start this project, and all of that. Okay. Well, I um, shifted gears from parent to grandparent really fast. I have four kids, and they're kind of spread out in age. And so my youngest graduated from high school on June 10th, and my oldest son was born on June 11th. Your oldest so grandson. Overnight, wait, you mean your oldest, wait, your oldest grandson. Oldest had his first son. Right, right, right. Got it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So really, you are, really, you get one only. out of the, I mean, the last one flies out hours. the nest. <laughs> Excellent. So... Um, and it was, you know, I was going through becoming a grandparent and going through the empty nest stage at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I really um, felt the need for some sort of new project. Um, I had been working as a communications consultant, which I enjoyed a lot, but I found that it constricted me from being able to spend as much time as I wanted to with my family who are now spread out all over the country. Um, and so I got this idea for More Than Grand, which is a website to help support grandparents. Um, I've got resources and all sorts of information and fun stuff, um, but I focus on the importance of grandparenting. There are a lot of websites. What I found when I started looking, when I became a grandparent, was there are a lot of websites about how much fun it is. Here are great activities you can do with your grandkids. You know, Here are a hundred memes about how great it is to spoil your grandchildren. <laughs> and, and there were not a lot of places that I could find information about the importance of the role itself to the grandchildren and to the parents. And I found a real lack of um, resources for how to support parents uh, while they're raising their families. And to me, that's the grandparents' most important role. Yeah. I mean, obviously the fun part is the kids, but there's this, this element of importance that, um, I think we need more support for. Preach, D. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> and I That's just have to say, like, you also, you were a military mom. Yes, yes, yes. My and husband I, uh, spent 28 years in the Marine Corps. So, you know, I had all those years of figuring out how to do anything you needed to do. Um, that's always the way I've worked. And so this was like, okay, here's a new challenge. Let's see what we can apply to that. Well, um, I, I worked find office lady. So that was another, another, I mean, you work it as, a, as an office lady in an elementary school and you can handle anything. So absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as you know, Dee, cause we've talked about this. I'm a, I'm a military brat 20 years. My dad was in the military as I was growing up and moving every two or three years you really get to see many other families and how they do things. So I also think that you probably had the opportunity to see things in a different way than if you just grew up in one place. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, and I feel so lucky that at least some of my children, some of them grew up in completely one spot and <laughs> unlike most military children, but the first two moved around a bit and, you know, the perspective that that gives you on, on things is, is so valuable. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's talk about something that I know is kind of a hot topic in the parenting blogs. Um, you know, whether it be, you know, Facebook groups uh, that, that, you know, parents 
go to to ask questions about their kids and everything. There's always there's always questions about my parents and boundaries, my in-laws and boundaries. And, you know, can you talk a little bit, I mean, having boundaries with everybody, your job, your family, your friends in life is important. Um, But I feel like this is such a a hot topic when it comes to you becoming the parent, not the kid anymore and and the boundaries. And, and, you know, so why do you think, why do you think, uh, there's so much of a disconnect in, in communication here between uh, the, the new parent and the new grandparent for right. many families. It's true. It's not not true of all, but it is it is a hard thing. And for for the from the grandparent side, there there are two things at play. One is that it's very hard to see your adult children as adults, purely yeah. as adults. You've had a lifetime of setting this pattern of them being, I don't, you know, respectful of whatever your opinion is. I mean, sure. (laughs) Or if they weren't, they couldn't do anything about it. Exactly. Exactly. So, so now, you know, overnight, you have to recognize that they get to form the opinions and you get to follow them. Now, for a lot of, for some families, that happens naturally over a period of years, especially if the, if, if um, the parents have had children later in life. So they've had a long time as an adult, as their, with their parents seeing them as a competent adult. Um, it's, it gets harder. I think the younger that the parents are, the harder it is for the grandparents to recognize that they are, um, perfectly capable of making decisions about their child's welfare. The other part of it is just outright enthusiasm on the grandparents' part. Mm. I mean, this is truly an amazing thing because you have this baby who you are going to love. It doesn't matter. You're you're just, nature has decided that you are going to love this baby, (laughs) but you have no responsibility for it. (laughs) time that you're having trouble letting go of the responsibility over your children you feel no responsibility towards the grandchild you know you just get to love them you don't have to worry about all of the the things that you worried about as a parent so those two things at play just create a a, an atmosphere of you know the potential for a lot of crossed signals and that's why the key to this all is communication. And you know, one of the things that I work really hard at informing grandparents about is how important it is to talk to your kids. I mean, ask them and then listen to them. <laughs> then respect what they say. I mean, it's just... It, there are three elements there and, and they're all important steps. And that's, I, I swear my, my overriding message on my website is to ask, listen, and respect. Mm. It's I hard to do. It's super hard to do. And I feel like that's great advice in so many areas of your life. Um, <laughs> <It's true>. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, I have a question uh, kind of related to this. Um, you know, I, sometimes I feel like the the controversy or the, the conflict, conflict, I should say, yeah, the conflict when it comes to, uh, you know, 
the grandparent giving advice or, or, or the, you know, and the child not the, sorry. Yeah. The grandparent giving advice and the parent not listening or the parent doing something the way that the grandparent maybe didn't when they were raising Mm. kids is I feel like, you know, if a parent is, is choosing a different way of doing something, this could just be philosophical differences. Like I don't spank, whereas, you know, my parents did, or this could be like times have changed new research, new best practice has come out. We put babies on back to sleep, not on tummy to sleep. Right. Right. So there could just be philosophical differences. There could be like best practice research-based, you know, clinical decisions that are different. Sometimes I feel like as, as the parent, I'm not a grandparent. So I would love to hear your take on this. The parent feels like the grandparent takes it personally Mm -hmm. as if, because you're parenting different than me, that must mean that I was wrong. That must mean that you are judging me. I don't like that feeling. I'm going to then kind of lash out about that, you know? Right. So that's, that's what it seems like to me although I have really great relationship with my parents and grandparents. So I, I mean, my, and my in-laws, so I don't want, if they're listening, I actually am very, very lucky. They've been very respectful, but, um, but I know that I'm not alone in, I, I've seen that so many times, so many Absolutely. parents feel, you know, so what, what do you think might be going on on the grandparents side of things? I think you hit it in the nail on the head there. It's, it's, it feels like a repudiation of the way you raised your children and, and it's very hard for any of us to be told we did something wrong. You know, that that's, even though that's not the message that the, that the parent is sending to the grandparent, that's, that's what we feel. Um, and so again, you know, you have to be very, if you've, if you've opened an open line of communication and, and made it clear from the beginning that, you know, there's this give and take and that you want to talk to them about things and you, you want their opinion, but you're not going to necessarily follow it. And if the grandparents understand that the kids are following, you know, where they're getting their advice, um, I think the key is to set that up in the beginning before the baby's born, if possible, so that you don't run into that. Do you have any like advice on the best way to like phrase that kind of conversation? I'm well, kind of I putting you on the spot, but. No, I know. I've, I've written a whole guide for the grandparents um, that, that takes them through these questions and it, it provides them with, I don't know, about a dozen questions to ask the, their kids um, when they're expecting a baby or when the baby's just come to ask them about things like that um, awesome. so that they know where the kid, you know, it you know, asks them where they get their, where they're getting their childcare advice. They, it asks them, you know, what they're planning to do, what, if they have a birth plan and who's involved. So, you know, mother-in-law yeah. doesn't show up at the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And that's on your website more than grand. That's on my website. Yes. Wow. That's so, yeah. fa- that's, that's so fantastic. Yeah. Like, so yeah, Excellent. I just I just came out with that. Um, I've got two versions of it, actually. There's one that's kind of g- designed for parents to give to the grandparents um, as a gift so okay, that they can, yeah, they, <laughs> they can initiate it. I, I feel like that's kind of an impartial way. Sure. I've called it the new grandparent welcome kit. So it's, it's but it also includes a, a section on um, child care and safety. So it's got, mm. you know, back to sleep and the latest car seat guidelines and and a big thing that says, do not ever say we didn't, didn't, or didn't do that. And you turned out. <laughs> <a> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
my favorite quote, some parent a long time ago, her, it was an in-law, mother-in-law who didn't breastfeed, apparently, allegedly, according to the story, said, you know, whatever, Johnny, you know, Johnny didn't breastfeed and he turned out just fine. And this parent looked at the mother-in-law and she's like, yeah, but Johnny still loves to suck on boobs. So what do you have to say about that? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, and I, I say to people, since I heard that story, I'm like, sometimes when you have persistent parents or, you know, grandparents of whatever relationship they are to you who are persistent about bugging you about what they did or didn't do. And why are you doing it that way? Because no matter what you say, they just keep bugging you about it. Sometimes you have to get really sarcastic. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, like, I've tried all the nice things. Well, this is what I want to do. I want to breastfeed. I'd really like your support. Like sometimes that doesn't work. And you've got to be really sassy sometimes. But man, if people could start this conversation before the baby comes, like you're yes. saying, yeah. I know yeah. that that would be helpful because it's going to set the tone on the parent side and the grandparent side of like, okay, wait, what do we have to know? What do we have to look at? I mean, years ago, and I know Dean, we've talked about this. I'm like, I, I actually did one class with a call with a, a grandmother at the time where we were trying to get this grandparenting class off to the good start where people who had impending grandchildren on the way could come and take a class and learn like, here's what your kids are being told. Here's what the new research is. Here's how you can support them. And parents, grandparents wouldn't show up. So now in the modern age, it's great because you can do what you're doing. And I haven't seen your most recent version, but I know you sent me the old version. So I have some some feedback (laughs) and suggestions for you, Um, but it's such a great idea. And I can't wait to to share it more with people. I hope, I hope that more parents will, uh, you know, take advantage of it because I do think it will help a lot of relationships long-term. And, you know, the bottom line is that Grandparents can be such amazing partners. Mm. Um, Being a new parent is not easy. And um, the more support you get, the better. So if you can forge that, that supportive relationship, that partnership from the beginning, you know, it, it benefits everybody. And you know, who benefits the most is the kids because Mm -hmm. grandparents are so vital to a child to know that there are other adults, you know, who thinks, who think the sun and moon rises on them. And uh, that's, that's just such a gift to any child. So I actually have to agree about that because my meme thinks the sun, (laughs) the sun sets and rises on me. (laughs) And it's funny because every other grandchild, like all her other, you know, nine grandchildren would say the exact same thing, you know, like, and she's just a peach. I feel like, I feel bad for people who don't have grandparents in their lives. I really, really do because you're right. I mean, it's just a different special relationship with someone that you can look, you know, hopefully look up to and, and cares about you, but like, really like, you know, doesn't, isn't as annoyed with you as maybe your <laughs> you are disappointing them on a daily basis. Exactly. Like the way your room looks and the fact that you failed that test and everything else. Exactly. exactly. I do. I have heard, you know, in all the groups that I've done over the years, the theme always gets back to, you know, parents or grandparents on some level. And what I do try to remind people too is, you know, you're getting frustrated with your mother, your father, your mother in law, or father in law, 
because they are saying X, Y, and Z. But also remember that they raised multiple children. I can't tell you how many times I've had people say, well, my, my parents want to take care of the baby. With, like they want us to leave so they can take care of them. I don't trust them. So I'm like, <laughs> they, they rate, how many siblings do you have? Like, <laughs> they raised three humans and you don't trust them with your baby? Like, wow. Yeah. Like, are they, I mean, I understand if they have medical or issue, like issues where you right, really exactly. think of safety. Of course, of course. But like, I just know they're going to sneak them chocolate or something. I'm like, guys, <laughs> like, or like, I know they're not going to bottle feed them the way I told them, you know? And I'm like, you guys like have a little balance here. Like, yeah. it's okay. I mean, yes, if they're taking care of your kid five days a week and they're your childcare. Okay. Then there's a little more boundaries there that right. respect what you're right. saying with most of the things they're doing but but sometimes just let them love your kid like they've raised children before and they may have some really cool ideas on soothing that baby that right. you didn't know because right. they've done it before and just step back and stop being so angry with them you know yeah 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 for sure so I want to chat also about in COVID times so you have some really creative ideas for grandparents that live further away or for whatever reason can't visit because of COVID or whatever so you know about building that relationship from a distance so what are some of the tips that you share with people for that well I'll tell you I I feel I think one of the things about growing up or not growing up but having a military spouse for so many years and him just being gone for you know, six months, three months, whatever. It taught me you don't have to be in the same place with somebody to have a relationship. So, you know, as a grandparent, I know that yeah, it might be four or five months before I see them again, but they're going to be just as excited as if I saw them every day, or or more so. And we do a really good job um, of keeping in touch via FaceTime. Um, and I, I'm so fortunate that I have a daughter-in-law who is fully supportive of nurturing our relationship at any point. She had her third baby um, last March, so right at the oh, very wow. start of COVID. She just got in and out of the hospital before they shut everything down, so she was very fortunate. Um, but then she was stuck at home with three children. Um, while her husband was working in, in the medical field. So he was not home at all. And she was there with three babies. And that was the hardest thing for me was not being able to support them the way that I had planned to. Um, but we set up a daily FaceTime call and she would fix the kids lunch and set the phone on the table and I would read stories to them while she fixed her own lunch with mm. nobody bothering her. That's fantastic. Maybe she snuck in a bathroom trip without somebody. Read, read her own book while I finished stories. Yeah. So I think that one of the things that a lot of grandparents don't and parents don't realize is that it doesn't have to be an entertaining time. You know, it doesn't have to be a time when the parents are involved trying to entertain the kids and keep them on the phone. It can, it can be a helpful time, you know, get the grandparents in, set up a certain time. Having the kids sitting with food helps a lot to keep them engaged. Um, for me, I'm, I'm the story grandmother. I just, I read a lot. Um, there are a lot of other um, great ideas. There's a website called the long distance grandparent. She's not a, she's actually a parent, not a grandparent, but she has phenomenal ideas mm -hmm. for keeping kids, kids engaged on zoom and keeping in contact 
through letters and, you know, letters, letters, it's getting mail. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Fashioned, right? It is, but it's the best thing in the world because who else is going to send them mail? (laughs) So you can be that really special person. So that's, that's another thing. And then another thing that I've done is, um, again, because we were stuck apart because of COVID and she was home all day with these children, I started sending like themed activity packages. So the first one came around when we weren't going to be able to have our, our summer vacation together. And I sent them a summer vacation in a box and I sent a play mat that you could paint on with water and popsicle makers and, um, you know, just some summer hats and just some, just some fun stuff to, to do outside. Um, and that was such a big hit that I have continued to do that. We did a virtual trip to the art museum and a virtual trip to the zoo. And, you know, I've, I've just continued those. So those are, those are also on my website. Those are, those have been a lot of fun. That mm. is such a great idea. And I, I, I would add as a parent, if you are a grandparent listening and you're interested in doing something like this zoom lunch, ask a time that would be best for the, for your grandkids, like ask the parent, because, you know, sometimes I hear like, oh, you know, my, my mom wants to FaceTime with the kids, but she always wants to do it at seven 30 at night. And that's right in the middle of bath time. And you know, it's, they're so psycho down that, that time, or, you know, they're it's nap time. And so they're too tired. And, but you found a time that the kids were, fa- you know, fairly awake and, right. and, and were hungry and, you know, and you got into a a rhythm of it. So maybe the first few times it was kind of a disaster and you just read and they didn't listen. But after a while, I mean, just like bringing your kids to story time or bringing Absolutely. your kids to, you know, like they, they get into the habit and the pattern and, and maybe this doesn't work for all kids, but there's right. lots of kids that it would work for. And that's great because like you said, it's not only a bonding time for you and your grandkids, but it really did help out your daughter-in-law. And Absolutely. I mean, that's a win-win. So I, I always, you know, especially with the pandemic, I, you know, wanted to stay in touch uh, with, you know, my, my, my meme, for example, she was very nervous that my daughter who was only like five months at the time the pandemic happened was going to forget her. That was mm-hmm. very upsetting to her. And so we were FaceTiming like pretty much every day, but even if it was only for like three or four minutes and the baby right. like didn't, you know, it was still like, so then the Google Hangouts started going, you know, goes like do 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 do, and when she would hear that, she'd get super excited. She'd run over, <laughs> meme, awesome. meme, meme, you know. And and again, even if it was only a couple minutes, we always found a time that worked better for her. My grandmother's retired, you know, she's eighty seven, so she could do that. Not all grandparents can, but right. it really did make a difference. And now that we can see each other again, it's been thirteen or so months. It honestly is like my my daughter. It's like they never were apart. Exactly. It really did make a big difference. Um, and so just finding that time, you know, and don't right. take it personally. If you call and the kids are having a meltdown, well, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> it doesn't mean that exactly. they're upset with yeah. you. And you there know? are definitely times that, that there's something way more interesting right. happening out the window than the yes. story that I'm reading. So, so yeah, you know, someone's you- cutting down oh, trees across the street, exactly. you know, DD is not going <laughs> to keep their attention. But on the other hand, like if you had been in the room at the time, you might like be like, oh, what's over there? Or at least you'd observe the children doing that. Absolutely. So sometimes it doesn't mean always you're like, oh, forget it. I'll get off the phone now. Like, it could just no, be that you're just not engaged with them, but you're observing them. 
absolutely. And that's just as fun. I, yeah, even if they're not, um, you know, paying attention to me, it's fun to to see what to watch them in their world. Though there's not as much, I don't get to see them interacting with each other as much um, mm. because they are focused either on me or their lunch or whatever it may be. And that that is, you know, that that's always one of the treats of getting to be with them. So sure, hmm, you need a Grammy cam. <laughs> seriously that feels a little invasive <laughs> well, not if like oh grandma wants to play with you she's just going to sit here in this teddy bear in the corner and watch it <laughs> <There you> go <laughs> oh my gosh You'll another topic talk. you discuss um on your website is what grandparents need meaning like are there any baby type items if you know you were a local grandparent that you might want to have in your home to you know prepare for being a grandparent or caring for your grandchildren? Any advice in that respect? Absolutely. I've got a free download on my website, but <laughs> you know, it we're a kind of a minimalist family. We, we, we don't have a ton of equipment, even my son and his wife. She's like, I don't need a diaper bag. I've got a big purse, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Yay. A, a, you know, a baby cam. I've got an iPhone. What do you, what do you want me to <laughs> So a small house and an iPhone. Anyway, she's, uh, it is real. You, if, if that baby is ever going to be taking an aperture house, you need a porta crib and you know, you can get one for $49, $59. That's perfectly safe and perfectly reasonable. Um, and if that baby's ever going to eat at your house, you really need a high chair. There, there are workarounds that will work for a meal or two, but long-term, you know, if, if, if it's more than a couple of meals, find a, a high chair that folds up. Um, I think the most important advice I have for grandparents is whatever those things are that you decide to get, make sure they're up to date, check for recalls, don't take the crib out of your attic. It, just, you know, make, make sure that it's up to modern state safety standards. And both of those things, like the porta crib, also called like a pack and play or a play yard, they fold right up and you can put them in your closet. So it doesn't Absolutely. have to take up space. They, like they don't take up space at all. Yeah. We've got a and high you, chair that fits in a cupboard. So it's, yes. You know. Yeah. I was going to say they have like portable high chairs that like, you know, maybe just you strap them to a chair, you know, right, so right. I feel um, like it doesn't have to like baby stuff doesn't have to take over your it doesn't have to take over your house at all, actually. Yeah. The other thing that we've gotten that's very nice because our son and his wife have to fly to visit us or did back in the day, um, we have car seats at our house mm -hmm. because lugging three children, four suitcases, three cars, I mean, just anything we can do to make it easier for them to come visit so that they don't dread it, um, we will do. So... And again, car seats come at all sorts of price points. Just make sure you check with the parents to make sure that you get one that works for their child. Mm -hmm. Yeah, parents definitely have their preferences and sometimes they've done so much research about it. Absolutely. So you talked about the virtual trip, which was really cool. You have this thing called spring training for oh, yes. so What is that? So it was another virtual one. I, I did a virtual trip to spring training. Um, my grandkids really have, uh, we're, we're not an athletic family, so they, they don't have a lot of experience. I mean, they're also very young. Um, so baseball was a foreign field to them, but <laughs> I, I sent a ball and a bat and, um, a book about baseball and baseball caps, because there should always be something to wear. Um, in any one of these, there's always gotta be some sort of thing to wear. 
Um, and they just had a blast with it. And the other thing that I said as kind of an afterthought was some baseball cards. They yeah, yeah. spent hours huh. sorting them, trading them, laying them out, studying them. They don't even read yet. They just thought they were amazing. <laughs> so, this doesn't look like Pokemon. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. That's amazing. I see a, a side business in your future. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's lots of there's lots of box a month clubs out there, but absolutely. Still, I, don't, I don't know if there's a grandparent in a box club yet. Um, there are a yeah. couple of them actually. Oh, are there? All right. Well, yeah. more customized for your children. I, absolutely. I think is even better <laughs> and less expensive. I'm sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then you've created a course, like uh, you've said the grandparent welcome kit, but also a course. So tell me yeah. about what, what did you see in our culture that created a need for that? Like, how did you decide to put that together? How many grandparents have you been talking to and parents as you were kind of massaging what this is going to be? Right. So I, I spent about a year talking to parents and grandparents. Um, I found Instagram is my best source of information. I, I've gotten some really good interaction there. Um, I think it attracts newer grandparents uh, more than Facebook or some of the other social media sites. Mm -hmm. uh, seems to be where I find the, the right. Is that right. right? So wait, so Facebook is not where all the grandparents are? Well, the, the ones who have followed me are not the brand new grandparents. They're ones who have been grandparents for a while. Yeah, but the new so ones are on Instagram. The new ones, the ones who are huh. just finding out they're going to be grandparents, they are oh. on Instagram. So, oh. um, but what I kept finding was that, that they're, again, you, you, they're not taking that step of talking to the kids. Mm. They're not taking that step of partnering with the parents and, and, and that's frustrating both to the grandparents and to the parents in the long run. So what I wanted to do was find a way to catch them at the beginning and say, hey, look, here's a, here's a way that you can think more intentionally about being a grandparent. You know, do you want to be the fun grandparent? Do you want to be the grandparent who teaches them the family history? What, what is it you want out of grandparenting? And so the grandparent, new grandparents 101, um, takes a lot of the same stuff as the as the grandparent welcome kit the parts about partnering with parents and the care and safety and and resources for them but it also includes a section on um, setting your grandparent intention and figuring out what it is you want out of grandparenting and how to achieve that and talking to the kids about what that is so that if you need to adjust it you can um, I know one of the things that a lot of grandparents say is, you know, I really want to pass on my faith to my grandchildren. Mm -hmm. Well, not every child's comfortable, you know, not every adult child is comfortable with the faith they grew up in. And that's mm -hmm. an important conversation. So, you know, maybe they're going to be fine with you, you know, praying with them at night, but not taking them to church, you know, it, it, but you need to, you need to have that conversation and the sooner you do the better. So. Hmm. Are any of your grandchildren teenagers yet? No, mine are all very young. What I do have is nephews and nieces who are teenagers. Um, my youngest sister is 15 years younger than I am. Mm. So we, she was my first baby, quite honestly. <laughs> and, and so her kids have been almost like my grandchildren in some ways. Um, so 
I can see through them that that's such a key time for grandparents to be a part of their grandchildren's lives. And if you set up that relationship ahead of time, you know, if, if they feel secure with you, you can be such a source of support for them in those years when they absolutely do not want their parents to be the one to tell them, to give them advice. Um, mm. A grandparent can fill that role. Can you talk mm. a little bit more about just the benefits of, of having grandparents in your life and the benefits to not just the parents, but the children? I mean, you know, cause it's, it's, it's so, there's been a lot of research on this. It's not just that grandparents are fun. There's like no, some really, imp- yeah. So can you talk a little bit about like what the, what the research says about how grandparents can really enrich the well-being of children? Absolutely. I can't speak at it too much because I am absolutely dreadful with pulling up statistics out of my head, <laughs> but <laughs> I can tell you that it has a strong relationship with your grandparents shown that it reduces depression in both children and grandchildren. And, and it lasts for a lifetime. So children who have had a strong relationship with their grandchildren will have better mental health for, through their lifetime. Um, it sh- it, it, they do better in school. I mean, they have more success in school and they just have better uh, self-esteem. So who wouldn't want that for their child? You know, it's such a such a simple thing to foster that relation it's not always a simple thing let me let me take that back but it it's a it's an accessible thing to foster that relationship with with a grandparent and i hope that more parents who have a difficult relationship with their parents will find a way to to let their parents be a part of their children's lives yeah as long as there's no like serious mental illness and like you know you know abuse, right? Right. Uh, Even if you have a, you have or had a trying relationship with your parents, there really can be so many benefits to your children having relationships with healthy grandparents in their life. Even if you don't always get along with your, you know, the grandparents. Right. Um, Right. And I, I was very lucky. Um, I didn't really realize the dynamic of my family until I became older, but my parents got married very young, had my sister and I and split, then they both got remarried. And so I had, um, and then my dad, my biological dad was also like raised by his aunt who he called his mom. So I had like six sets of grandparents. <laughs> and, and like, only like two were actually biologically related to me but they all enriched my life in so many ways. Like, you know, it, it didn't matter to me whether, you know, Meme Dumas was actually my grandmother or just my dad's aunt. She was a grandmotherly figure to me. Mm, right. And she welcomed us with open arms and she had a loving, warm home and she fed us, you know, Apple Jacks, I remember. Because <laughs> <laughs> we never got those at home. And I remember <laughs> hiding under her, you know, evergreen tree in the front yard. And she always had at least a wiffle ball and a bat to play with. And so like there, you know, that I, I, that was a, a very important relationship in my, my young life. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. died when I was, you know, 
still fairly young and I have so many rich, I can still remember her wallpaper was fuzzy. You know, wow. but like, I was so lucky to have so many grandparents. In fact, I didn't yeah. realize how unusual that was until I was explaining it to some kids in middle school. And they were like, <laughs> wait a second, that's way too many grandparents. I was like, right. oh, right. Really? You know, but all of, all of them, whether they were blood related to me or not, because they were a, you know, compassionate, kind, loving, nurturing, you know, grandparent figure in my life, they have, you know, made a big impact. Right. So I was fortunate to have four great grand grandparents that really I got to know. And one, my great grandmother, she passed away when she was 98 and a half. And I had a great relationship with her. (sighs) Um, It's just so I did not I didn't have a great relationship with one of my well, actually, both of my grandmothers, because one was mentally ill and the other one was a little challenging. <laughs> but um, so it was nice that I had my great grandmother. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I have fond memories of all of them, despite their challenges. But you know, well, and I think that's an I think that's an important point too for kids to see that that you can have people you can have people in your lives who have struggles and that mm. there's still valuable people there's still people that you that are part of your tribe and Mm -hmm. and you care for you may not care for them a lot but it's really a valuable thing for kids to see that there are lots of ways to be an adult and there are lots of of ways to deal with with difficulties so and even if you as the parent don't have the greatest relationship with your parent, your children might end up having a very different relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Different pressures. I mean, I can, I can only understand that now that I'm a parent, really that, you know, uh, because my, for example, the big joke in my family was that my grandfather, who was like a real teddy bear, was like the worst hard ass on my dad and my uncle ever like and the stories that they would tell me I would I couldn't believe because he was just like the grandfather that like gave you $20 for an A and like he was just like always kind and compassionate and like never raised his voice and you know and so I feel like you know it I'm not saying that you know becoming a a, you know a grandparent erases any you know struggles you had as a parent, but I'm not the perfect parent. (laughs) Raising kids is really hard. And I, you know, um, I, I have my struggles, so Mm. I can, I can see that, you know, there's, there's value in that, that lesson. Mm. I have one last question for you, Dee. Um, specifically for, for new parents of newborn babies, how, how can grandparents, you know, if they are local, for example, be the most helpful. Um, Cause this is something that a lot of grandparents are super excited about yes. and, and they, they feel like they're going to come over and they're going to hold the baby. And that's going to be the most helpful thing. And that is not the most helpful thing. That is the <laughs> least helpful thing. You go over and you do the laundry and you do the dishes and you cook and you fill the freezer and then you kiss the baby and you go home. Now that's kind of a hard thing. But there's lots of time. And it, you know, it's it is hard because that that you know that newborn stage is so short and you want Mm. to just soak it up. Um, but really that's yes, maybe you can hold the baby while mom takes a shower 
but just look around, ask what needs to be done, ask if you can help. You know, not everybody, not every new mom is going to want that. She may not want you in her kitchen. She may not want you, you know, folding her husband's underwear, but <laughs> just <laughs> find out, be willing, be open and go, you know, go with a, with an expectation of helping where you can instead of a help instead of an expectation of getting what you need out of it, which is to get your hands on that baby. Beautifully said. <laughs> so anything else you want to add before we let you go, Dee? Well, I appreciate so much you letting me come and, and talk about this. I, I do think that the more we can get parents and grandparents talking to each other about what they need and what they expect, um, the, the happier every family will be. So um, I hope that your listeners will check out my website and, and uh, see what there is to offer, offer send their grandparents, the, the, the grandparents of their children over there. And, and uh, hopefully we can, we can help foster some good communication. Yeah, I'm definitely going to add your website to my new baby ready. I have a class that's all about like, you know, preparing for those first six to 12 weeks after having a baby. Um, I call it new baby and postpartum ready. I'm going to add your website to the resource list because mm -hmm. I feel like the fact that you have this welcome kit that the expectant parent can give the new grandparent, you know, yes. and, and kind of start that conversation if they haven't found it themselves would, will be really, really helpful because, yeah. you know, the, these relationships are super important yeah. and not just because, you know, they can be they can do your laundry after you have the baby, but they're, you know, reason in my book, <laughs> it's also, you know, grand, the grandparent has done this before. So even if yeah. it was different and even if it was 30 or 40 years ago, they, they, you know, I'm sure their heart breaks to see how hard you're struggling when, and, and being able to kind of commiserate in that way right. and, and, and help it, you know, help them through and get that help through, um, right. is, is so important. Yeah. So much has changed. So I can only imagine, you know, my daughter is not knock on wood anywhere near close to having a baby yet, but in the next 10 years, she could. Yeah. And oh my gosh, I just think like, oh, I'm going to have to be careful because so much, especially, you know, Melissa and, and I, like, you know, we work in this field of oh yeah, pregnancy and birth and feeding and we're we have so right. many opinions and we have the evidence <laughs> and, you know, and, and we made our decisions and our children may not make the same decisions. And it's not like I'm an accountant who's just like remembering my, my, what I did as a parent. Like I, right. that's what I do. What oh, I do. Yeah. Every day. oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Sure. It's just, oh man. Well, you, know? you just have to start out with that conversation with her yes. right off the bat. Yes. And, yep. And well, I'll go to your website and I'll download it. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on our show today and working to foster communication between parents and grandparents. And we hope everybody will share this episode with grandparents and parents in your life. Yes. And just one more time, if you want to find out more information about Dee and her program for grandparents, go to morethangrand.com. <clears throat> we hope you've all enjoyed today's show and we hope you will tune in again. Um, please share this episode with, like Jeanette said, the grandparents in your life. And remember that Babies in Common is a community for you because whether you're a parent or a grandparent, we all have Babies, babies in, in Common. common. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Thank Dee. You. Thanks so much, you guys. This was great. <laughs>